All right, y'all. It's the time of day that you've been waiting for. It is the one show on air that will take you from the boardroom to the bedroom, from politics to the pulpit and everything in between with your favorite friends. You are about to join the crew for Fresh Fire and our new hot topic today. Tune in as we do what we do all together. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the crew. We are back with another show, whether you're listening on WHOV, if you're checking us out on Instagram, YouTube, podcast, however you're checking us out, we're glad that you are with us today. We got to give a shout out to those who are in the crew today. Now, listen, y'all, we, we got to start with Tiny Tom, also known as yes. Anton Bell, Commonwealth Attorney. Now, you know, on his day job, you know, he... he he, he do a lot for people on the day job. And, and so on, yes. on, on the show, though, he's yes. kind of aggressive. On the show, I am being authentic. Yeah. No. Which honest. might also be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he has coined I'll a phrase uh, on this show. Oh, what, what's the phrase you, you've coined? I will shank you. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. And, yes. And so I guess people have been listening yes, to the fact yeah. that you shank people. That I shank people. And, and so metaphorically. Metaphorically. He yes. will use the law to yes. make it clear he yes. ain't playing. And his yes. words and his pen. Yes. Absolutely. All, all of that. All of that. Metaphor. All of that. Yes. So if you're listening, you can't really appreciate what's about to happen. <laughs> but for those of you who are watching, can you show your shirt, please, sir? Can you tell us what, what happened in this? So, literally, oh a, on Friday, uh, a viewer came to my office and dropped off a present. And the present was this T-shirt that says, I will shake you. Because she was listening to me on, oh I don't know which uh, platform it was, but whether it was radio or podcast, that's why you guys got to listen. Look at us on on really podcast though. because really it, it takes it to another level. <laughs> because you you see things that you know you oh can't God. see listening the on the radio. So go to YouTube and and all the other uh, various platforms that we have, and you have to look at us mm. because I have this T-shirt on because oh a viewer came up to my job and she dropped it off and she said I needed you to have this oh because God. you said you shake people and. I I know you do. She knows me. It's Margaret Wilson, by the way. So shout out to uh, Miss Margaret. But she <laughs> said, "Hey, Miss Margaret." So she like, I need you to wear that. So she went out and had this T-shirt oh, made God. for me to That's wear. You know, and I told you. her I was going to wear it on the show just for her. So you gonna start a, a brand called I was, I was, I was Thank you. Okay. We talk about multiple streams of income all the time. Yeah. And you know what? Oh Why not? I okay. wish you could. Guess why what? Not? Why can not? Can we start with a couple of the reasons? No, why no, not? no, no. Because can I say this? People need to understand kindness is real. And when you step out of line with your foolishness and your drama, you need to get shanked. You need to get set back in your place. That's all shanking does. And you're just setting people back into their place, sharing with them why it is not a good idea to come my way. Old Testament time. I just don't know. Old Testament time. I just I just don't know how I feel about my Commonwealth attorney. Right up. In the city of where I live. When people commit crime. Wearing an I will shank you shirt. When people commit crime, they need to know you're going to get shanked by the law. Okay. All right. You're going to get shanked. All right. And he is not playing. There shall be some accountability for you. Okay. All right. I believe in jail ministry. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. All right. Miss Al, how are you? I got to move on from you. I can't take no more of you. This is just the intro. I can't even take no more of you today. Oh Listen, gosh. how can you not be good, okay? How can you not be good? I, I know, you know, I we all play around, and, and but I don't know if y'all know out there in, like, listening world just really how close we are. Like, it, there's nothing like being with people that know you, see you, the whole you, and still love you. Mm, you know, like, so true. many of us are running around with our masks and our this, mm, that, and the other, and it's there. pressure, and there are traumas that come with that. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, as the doctor, I'm going to talk about the traumas. But, I mean, when you can't just be you yeah. and be accepted, that is a hard life to live. Yeah. And I'm just so, I am doing great because I'm with people I know love me. 
and they will call me out on my stuff if necessary, all right? Because that's love, too. You heard Anton say he will shank you. That that happens when we're not on air, too, okay? Oh, come on. Okay? Oh, yeah. Everybody calls each other out on yes. their stuff around here and know that it's coming from a good place, but you will get shanked. Yeah. See, uh, you right. <laughs> you right. He grabbed his side. You right. He grabbed his side right there. I, I feel a spear coming in my side. See, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You all right? <laughs> that has to be said. That has to be said. Shout out to Ray. He's not with us today, but, you know, we, we keep him in the prayers. But, look, before we go to break, we got to give a shout out to our producer extraordinaire, yes. Jason yes, Covington. Sir. Hey, Jason. And, and the main reason why is because this past week, he turned a milestone oh. birthday, y'all. He, he, has, he has left... Uh, the 30s, 30s and and now he is in the 40s. Welcome. So we want to wish him <laughs> a, a happy, happy birthday, birthday. Uh, on from the crew today. We appreciate yes. you, man. Happy birthday, we love you, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we get, love you, baby. You, you, you getting old now? Aches and pains will start hitting you, man. And, you know. Welcome to our fours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a break here and get into the show. Hope you enjoy the crew. Welcome back to the crew. Uh, Tan, you know, you you like the young people, man, because you you don't read the paper. You get all your news from Twitter and X. Twitter, Black Twitter, Black Twitter. I love Black Twitter. Black Twitter keeps it real, man. Sometimes it can be a little ratchet, so you gotta be careful. But it keeps it extremely real, and you know what's going on in this world, and particularly in culture, right? So when we do topic shows, you always bring something up. And usually it's because you got it from, from X or, or Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. and you, you found a, a topic that we had to talk about. Yes. That, that's just crazy, but it speaks to the times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. But it's what, what we're dealing with. It is with. what it is. Mm-hmm. Talk okay. about it, man. So, so, so. So, we all have been to high school or Little League games. Mm -hmm. And we've seen parents uh, be play coaches mm -hmm. uh, on the sidelines trying to coach their kid as the coach is trying to coach their kids. <laughs> we've also seen parents from opposing teams go at it. Mm -hmm. And we've also seen parents <laughs> <on the same laughs> team. go at it. Go at yeah. it. And I'm talking about fighting y'all, real deal, real deal fighting. Yeah. So recently in the news, there was a St. Louis coach who is coaching a team of 8 to 10 year olds. Mm. And he had a teammate or not a teammate, but a one of his uh, players father shot him multiple times because up to that point there had been some discussions some verbal arguments and so forth concerning his son not allegedly not getting enough play time oh, and so that was what was initially reported the arguments were over his son not getting enough Playtime. Now we all know typically with uh, many of the the little leagues and uh, the younger players, they have a philosophy of we want them to have fun, yeah, and yeah. we want every player to play a exactly. certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have what you consider to be a standout player as a child, sometimes you may feel like, why are you putting in this scrub? And, you know, and, that's, and I'm just saying with the player that the dad may be thinking, Yo, I'm not calling your child a scrub. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Authenticity. Okay. I'm just saying. All right, does. but you know they saying it. They, or at least I would say it probably. Okay. They calling the kid a scrub. Say, why are you putting that scrub in and my kid can really, really play? You need to put the best players in because we want to win. We want to win. And the culture now yeah. is everybody get a trophy. Back when we were growing yeah. up, yeah. only the winner got a trophy. Yeah, the actual. The actual winner winners. got a, got right. a trophy. But, you know, <laughs> but we believe everybody winners now. So dad got upset. There was some beef going on. Now, it's come out that there's some... Now, multiple uh, sides to this. Because initially, when the, when the story came out on CNN and, and Twitter and all that, they were saying that the guy just came up to the father, shot him multiple times, and there were 
play, not players, but uh, other parents who shielded the father as he's on the ground mm. so that the guy couldn't shoot him anymore. Oh mm. So let's put this in context. Mm. This all took place at a game. In front of the kids. In front of the kids. In front of his son. So this is not even like a side situation like between the parents later on when nobody's Uh, around. This is after a game. I don't even know if it's after a game. It could have been during the game. (laughs) So I I don't know. I didn't get that part. And these kids are 8 to 10 years old. 8 to 10 years old. Traumatized. And this happened in St. Louis. Completely. So if you Google it, you can see uh, the details and and maybe Mm. the updates of it. But 8 to 10 year olds in front of players, in front of other parents, in front of spectators, broad daylight. This guy shot him multiple times, and then he ran off. He eventually turned himself in. And so before he ran out, he allegedly was heard saying, I told you I was going to pop you. Mm, mm, mm. And then mm. he ran off. What's going on with our parents? I told you they trifling. I've been telling you that for weeks. Can, can we just, I mean, I've, I've been telling you that for weeks. We got some parents out there who should not be parents. But it seems. But, go ahead. Sarah. No, I was just gonna say it's more. That that is more than just not being a parent, right? right? <laughs> and I know you know we we um always talk about personal responsibility and everything, but I just. Also, right, this isn't a new issue because I remember, you know, parents, my parents' age, you know, saying, yeah, my father used to be real intense at games and stuff, too. But we got to talk about the prevalence of guns so that every time somebody has a disagreement, the gun is available. So you don't have the fist fights anymore. This is now how people are handling even minor disagreements. And we that's what I'm saying. And, and like, we, I mean, I know we're going to get to a lot of layers, but I, that's just the first thing that comes out. People have gotten mad since people have existed. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But now we're at the point where I'm mad, grab a gun, take it out on the person. You're so right, Sia. That's, yeah. I mean, the, my, my brother used to always say, because when we, you know, growing up in the hood, he said, look, you don't need to have a gun. Because he said, if you have a gun, you're going to have to use it eventually. Yep. And he said, yeah. if you use it, you got to kill him yeah. because if you don't kill him, he's, he's coming, coming back. back or his friends are coming back. Yeah, so you got to make a Yeah. So it's a cycle. So he, growing up, he was like, no, you stay away from guns. That's not who you are anyway. You, you, mm. you just don't need to be in that environment. So that's the mindset of this culture. They feel like many of them, I have to be carrying because if I'm not, I don't know who's carrying. And then you got a parent now. What are you teaching that son? This is what I want to talk about. Or any of the children. Oh, because they, they cannot be. All saw it. They're 8 to 10 years old. Yeah. Right. right? And they might have had little siblings there, too. Listen, and this is what happens at these games. It's something that's happened in our culture. Alvin, you, you work with family. I don't know what it is. But it seems like at sporting events now, it has just reached a different level like mm-hmm. of crazy mm-hmm. when it comes to parents and expectations and like my kid got to play. And what you didn't say was that the coach gave everybody equal playing time. He did. Right. So what you mad at? He wanted more. He yeah, thought but, his but son the, was a standout and he should be getting more time. But the rule of the team is, and you knew that before the te- season started, everybody's going to play the same number of minutes. Well, so what you mad at? Well, apparently this guy was like a, the former coach of mm-hmm. this team. Okay. And so, so, layers. so there's layers. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he thought maybe this guy wasn't doing as good of a job as he had done. And so you have that piece of it. And then recently he has now come out saying it was self-defense. And that the coach that the coach had approached him and there were some verbal arguments that he was telling the coach, you know, you know, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And eventually he just shot him. But I don't that does that's not the match. It doesn't match, match, match up. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. What I believe is going on is you're going to always have his boys that are there who will say whatever they want to say concerning mm-hmm. the matter. And even if it's a verbal argument, guess what? Your self-defense has to be reasonable. Right. And so you can't right. use a firearm. For those who are listening, let me, let me drop some law on you. <laughs> you can't just use a firearm because someone gets in your face. And there has to be a reasonable apprehension of serious bodily injury or death for you to be able to use deadly force. force. Yep. And so if yep. you're going to use deadly force, just understand that otherwise you can get locked up. Yep. But to the point, did did this guy even think about his child? I am shooting the coach in front of my child. 
in front of other people's kids and in front of it. it are we at that place now where we are so caught up in, in my kid playing that I can't have rational thought about the implications of what I'm about to do because you're saying this happened in a, at a game in, in front of everybody. And broad daylight. And, and the truth of the matter is, if you go on a Saturday morning and watch Little League football, you watch basketball, you got the same kind of crazy going you on. You sure do. Yeah. Soccer. Yeah. Soccer. It's, it's, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So, Al, help us, please. You, you work with, I mean, what's going well, on? One of my first questions before I get to my thought about it is how old... Do we know how old the parents were involved in yes. the situation? Yes, so the father was in his, let's see, he was 43. No, yes, he was 43. The his name is Derek Clemens. did the shooting. The one that did the shooting. Was 43. He was 43, and the, the coach mm-hmm. was 30. Grown up. An entire grown-up. So That's how old I am. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, just, what's happening. I definitely assume you were gonna say twenty something. No, 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 no. All the these, way these grown up. This is what's happening at these games. And yeah. Grandma said these grown tail people. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. Hey, grown, grown. Yeah, oh, yeah. Grown, grown. He's been grown for a, a long yeah. time now. Oh, yeah. A long time now. Oh yeah. And when you look at his photo, his mugshot. Now I know your mugshot shouldn't be pretty, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tom. When you look, at, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where when you, you look, when, when I saw the mugshot, I said, they can okay. do you justice, brother. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm sorry. He looked beat down. I'm sorry. He just did. So you think he had a hard life? That's how he, he got just, he just He just looked like life wasn't pretty for him. I'm just saying. I'm just going, that's the best way I'm going to put it. Yeah, that's the best way I'm going to put it. All the way, grownups. And all you're right. Way. Your age and two seconds younger than me. Okay? Like, so mm-hmm. this... We're not talking about a these individuals who had 12-year-old parents and, you know, they haven't even come into their full adulthood and the right. decision-making. These are people as grown as we are making decisions that we would anticipate a misguided 16-year-old or 18-year-old yeah. making. Yeah. And you're 43 years old. Yeah. And you shot somebody younger than you mm. also on top of that. He's only mm. 30. So... When you ask the question, um, Kev, about what's going on, we have a couple of factors. I mean, obviously, there's unequivocally some issue in terms of mental wellness, right? Now, I'm careful about the fact that we want to put the mental illness, right. you know, banner on everybody. Now it's an excuse right. and everybody's got a diagnosis. I, I, I have an issue with that. What I would say, though, is if you're going to say some of these shooters and other scenarios have mental illness, Ooh. then we don't get to pick and choose <laughs> who we want to apply mental illness and lone wolf and yep. socially maladjusted. Mm-hmm. We're picking and choosing where we want to apply those more graceful yep. and gracious titles. If it's criminal, it's criminal. Right. If you have a diagnosis that's unequivocal, then you have a diagnosis that's unequivocal. Mm -hmm. But let's just make sure that we don't, you know, we're not out here calling wolf. And now nobody with legit mental illness gets the support, accommodations, and, you know, appropriate compassion that they deserve for things that they cannot control. Mm -hmm. A lot of this mess is just terrible decision making, right? So then on top of that, with the advent of social media, which I say over and over again, I think is one of the worst things that have happened to us. Okay. Like I love what social media could have been. I hate what it has become. Mm. And it has so warped our concept of what it means to be our brother's keeper, what it means to be connected. It is so, we've gone so virtual that we are so distant that life doesn't matter in the same kind of way that it used to because we treat it as if we're playing a game of, you know, Call of Duty and you could just click mm. reset and everybody's back to life again. This is not Call of Duty. The other thing that has happened too is that because we have become an anti-academic, anti-skill <laughs> community, We are now looking for our children to be our retirement plans. Yes. And when you're using your child as your retirement plan, then it matters that he's not the standout because you're already looking for the eight-year-old who's going to be the (laughs) 18-year-old who's going to get picked up by some some NBA or NFL group so that you can live off of your kid. Mm. So now his playtime matters different because you're talking about my 401K, Mm. right? Because that K now is kid. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Like it's no longer about a normal investment and retirement plan. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm going to put the pressure on my child to be responsible for what I didn't take care of as an adult. Mm-hmm. And that in itself has its own traumas. So we have a multiplicity of things that are taking place at the same time. And when you worship wealth and when you worship fame and when you worship notoriety and when you worship all of these things that we're chasing everything and catching nothing, we ultimately destroy ourselves. And the Bible says to us very clearly that it is for lack of knowledge that my people perish. And we are so in love with, and I'm going to take this just slightly to politics for a second. We are so in love with stupidity Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. That we don't mind voting for it. Come on. We don't mind backing it. Come on. We are like raccoons with our trash. Mm. We will defend it mm. even in the face of clear facts. We do not care anymore because the minute we decided that we don't that we can use alternative facts, and I'm not saying that to be political political in a particular side. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. the minute that that word that ter- that phraseology became acceptable mm-hmm. as reasoning for things Mm -hmm. we decided at that moment we are post truth we are Mm -hmm. post fact and however i feel can be god now Mm -hmm. and so we're watching this pendulum swing in every area whether it's politics socially economically the list goes on and on and then at the core of it at our foundation in our families we are not even paying attention to what really matters anymore because the facts don't matter, the red flags don't matter. We treat a dozen red flags as if they're a dozen roses now. That is not mm. the same thing, honey. Those red flags would need to be addressed, but instead we embrace them. And we are such wound worshipers that we, whatever problem we have, we hold it close to us. We're not interested in healing it. Mm. We wanna make ourselves famous because of it now. Mm. And all of that is destruction, every single layer. Yeah, Can I tell you the good. scary part about that, though? The scary part of what you just said, particularly about uh, creating your own God mm-hmm. based upon your narrative, mm-hmm. it happens in the church. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the yeah. scary part. We're guilty, too. Mm-hmm. There's not we an area. We are very guilty oh, yes. of that. Yeah. And the Absolutely. scary part is you act like there is no God who's watching what you're right. doing and that at some point, Right. Is going to remove his hand of protection from you and leave you to your own, own devices. devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I'm living in culture all week, <laughs> you can't expect me to all Sunday. of a sudden be concerned about God for two hours. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. You can live in culture all you want to live in because I'm letting we you know. We know that. We know that. But guess what? If you are a believer, the, the, the box <laughs> says a believer <laughs> but just because should have the spirit of God in them. They should. And so if they have the spirit of God in them, there should be some level. It may not be much, but there, be, there should be some level of conviction, some level of you know this is wrong, and you know that there may be some consequences down the road. But what what if the conflict is that since you were a baby Christian, you've been raised by a pastor that fits the same description of that wound warrior that Alvian just described? I would say like, you are an adult now. No, no, no. I, you know, yeah. I get it. Okay. And, 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 but, but it seems like you would have some conflict yeah. of whatever you're feeling inside. You may not be able to name it mm-hmm. because everything that you've been looking at from social media to the news mm-hmm. to culture is now in the pulpit. I get it. Yeah. Not I just that, but if I'm, again, a baby Christian and I am swallowed in a culture that does not support how I'm supposed to live right. and, and it embraces right. everything right. that I shouldn't do, right. I'm going to struggle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because for two hours, you can't expect, I mean, I yeah. got to still go home after that two hours, <laughs> no, no, right? No, 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 and, I get that. But let, yeah. me, let me come back to you for one second, Al, because I want to talk about what you said, which is spot on about the 401k plan yep. that, that a lot of parents have, yep. especially, I believe, in in hoods who think that this is yep. the only way out. 100%. So, so what people don't realize is the expense that comes with actually funding your kid to play. For sure. Right? So, you know, our kids... My daughter did dance, uh, son did basketball. So for basketball, for example, uh, you had to pay, like let's say AAU, for example. Mm -hmm. So AAU starts at eight years old, Mm -hmm. right? And if they travel, it's it's $400 just to play on the team, Mm -hmm. right? But then you got to raise money 
to travel. Then you have to raise. Then you have to actually pay to get into the game to see your kid play. Like AAU is a racket, right? And, and so it is a straight racket. Uh, and for anybody that does not have a uber talented kid, yeah, right, you're getting you're getting taken advantage yeah, of. You're fleeced, right? But but people believe that I got to play AAU because that gives my kid exposure, so that hopefully a coach will see them, mm. so that hopefully they can get a scholarship. Uh-huh. Mm. This is how all this is working, right? So in my mind, as a as a young person, that's what they're seeing, right? But they see all this money yeah. that it takes to let my kid play, and I ain't got that kind of money, yeah. right? And so you telling me I got to pay all these fees and my child don't play, mm-hmm. and I got to pay all these fees and now my child got to travel and they ain't playing, but that, that, that wasn't the case. I know. <laughs> I know that in this Greg. situation, yeah. but that's where Larger. this is headed. Yeah, right. It, that's it, where it's headed. It huh? might be headed there, but in many of those cases, Kev, that's not the case. This is where it's starting though. It, it, huh? it might be starting there. I every get that. every parent believes their child is going to get a scholarship. I, you know what? Well, then can I talk to you, parents? <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. The camera and let you know <laughs> that, is that it is typically what is it one to three oh, yeah, percent? Less than that. Less than less, that. Right. So small. you're talking about one percent that's going to be the ones oh, that's yeah. going to get oh, yeah. the scholarship and it's going to go pro. Yeah. And so you are not going to get a scholarship. You are not going pro. One <laughs> percent. That's it. And so unless your kid is, like you said, extremely gifted, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in that number. So you need to have a backup plan. The ba- there's no backup plan for people who live in the hood, Todd. This the is the plan. So can but, I just tell you this? That's why many of them come to see me. That's exactly well, right. Because you did not prepare exactly your child right. for life. Mm-hmm. You didn't position your child mm-hmm. for success. What you did is you gave them a dream and a hope that was not realistic based upon mm-hmm. their the skill set. And I'm asking and the you, numbers. if I live here and I haven't seen a way out for myself, mm-hmm. right? Right or wrong. I wasn't presented with any other options. This is my life. And I have a kid. What do you think I'm going to teach my kid? Right? See, How know, do I show them another way if I didn't see a way out myself? You know what's With, free? You know what's real free? Showing up at school. Yes. Education. Going to a PTA. I'm with you. Please, I'm with you. I don't get that. Going. I just want to voice that's it. That's exactly where I, I was going. Go. You don't have to pay any entry fees no. to show up that's at the exactly school and make sure that your child can read on reading level. To make sure that your child is doing what they can in order to get a scholarship, whether it's to the apprentice school for welding or whether okay. it's to college, wherever their child is. But we can't pay parents to show to up show in up. the school, Say but they doling out all these Say thousands of dollars for their kid that apparently time thinks is a scrub. So how I'm going to take your mic and drop your mic for you. Hold on. That's a drop the mic moment. So let me play that the other side because fact. you're 100% right. The other side is I'm talking about the mindset of people who live in the hood. How many people in the hood do you know got an academic scholarship? A lot. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Huh? How actually, many? Right here. Right here. You right one of how right many? No, no, no. You one of how many, Tar? I'm one of how many was in my home. Right. Because it starts I, in the home. I agree with that. And so if you are not teaching your kids in the home that you have options... Everything is not about sports. I was not good at sports. I agree. I ran track, but I was not a sports person, okay? Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you shaking not, people. That's why I shake people. <laughs> yeah. Now, I knew how to do some you other things. You know how to shake. But oh, guess what? Lord. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. But I had a mom that said, here's a book, and she put the book in my hand and said, you can go anywhere you want to go. You can be be anything you want to be. Be anything you want to be. She said, there are no limits to your growth and your potential. Time out. Because academics in the black community is not always valued that way. Academics in the black community is shunned upon them many times. Right, because what we value is athletics and entertainment. Yes, that's the problem. So, And we think that those are the only two ways... we're speaking generally, too, by the way. Generally, yes. I was going to say, I think we're also speaking generally and generationally. I have met some of these students that are in the the same hoods that we're talking about, but are being raised by their grandmamas, and and they are in school, and they are reading, and they are like, 
what can I do for extra yes. work? Because yes. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be Come this. On. And these are the ones that we're meeting That's in good. our programs good and point. stuff. But these ain't so the I, ones at the games. No, but I'm <laughs> just saying. But but there is a stark difference between somebody whose grandma's raising them. That and is I mean a like fact. a grandma, grandma. No, like, that like is a, an like absolute grandma, fact. Right? No, that is an absolute fact. Then I'm seeing some of the kids that are like my age, they have kids. They're like... They were not read That's to different. as a child. That's you know different. what I'm saying? And, and, they and it starts. Coaches. Right. And it starts when they're in the womb. Yep. Right. If you're not yep. reading to your child when they're in the room, your child might be already behind. There are students that are starting kindergarten behind. My mom mm-hmm. was a pre-K teacher. Mm-hmm. They are starting kindergarten behind and never catch up on that trajectory. But they're gonna be on the football team. But and they're apparently, gonna have, and but they're apparently gonna have, they're not good. No, <laughs> no, no. Whether they're good or Some not, whether they can read or not, they're gonna be on the football team. The parents are gonna show up on the weekends for the games and I wanna see my kid play. Mm-hmm. And if my kid can't play, I'm gonna have a problem. I don't care if they can read or not. Mm-hmm. That, so help me understand this because that's what's happening. That's what's that's happening. That's crazy, Kevin. What's happening here? That's crazy. Right? But see, we I don't see academics as a way out. But that's, that's part of that's what I was talking about in terms of these this generation, because what C is talking about is our generation, because C and I are just a couple of years apart from each other. Inside of this generation, this is uh, this is the social media generation. This is where we made that transition, mm-hmm. and in and the way in which the, our generation, unfortunately, has raised our kids. And I am not saying that I am comp- that I did a perfect job with mine either. I'm, they have skills and they can read and they can do good things, right? Like, but I'm still waiting for you know. Okay, so, <laughs> but but our generation spent more time focused on ourselves than we did on our kids. Honestly, I think that we were a more selfish generation. Many of us were still working through our stuff and decided to be parents inside of that process. And while there's no perfect way to be able to, you get perfect first before you become a parent, before you, there's no perfect way to do that. There are ways that are better than others while there are no perfect ones, right? right? And so when you, and then you have some of us, because I started young, as you guys know. So my kids are grown because we got married super young and started super young. And so you even have a generation in their 20s and 30s that have kids that are about that age already, already at the five to eight year old range. Mm -hmm. So you've got two generations that are under 50 in many families at this point. And it's, and C is 100% right. The older generation who saw education as the great equalizer, mm-hmm. that generation is actually taking on the children of the failed generations in between. Yeah. And those children are exactly who you're talking about because they, they are learning something different. This morning, as a matter of fact, I was reading an article because I wake up <laughs> before Jesus wakes up, okay? <laughs> and so I was reading an article in the dark, trying not to wake Matt up, okay? And so Warren Buffett, though he is 92, this man, as we all know, extremely wealthy, and that is what he's known for, what he's been able to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And so in our current situation, we're, we're talking about what, and he's talking about in this article, it's not taxed at all. Warren Buffett shares the best investment you can make when battling inflation, and it doesn't cost you a dime. And you know what he said? He said the best thing that you can do to be exceptionally is to be exceptionally good at something. Mm-hmm. He said, people are going to have you, people are going to have some of you work in ways that can produce and exchange for what you deliver. So mm-hmm. like there's what you have, you can position yourself so that you can be set apart from other folks mm-hmm. because you are actually an expert at your thing. Mm-hmm. And that thing is completely inflation proof. You can't take away somebody's skill, knowledge, right. and ability from them. Right. It makes you competitive. And he said, rather than trying to do a whole bunch of different things, get great at the thing that you have a skill set for mm-hmm. because that is always in demand. The best and highest performing individuals that are dependable and capable, you will mm-hmm. continue to be able to find opportunity. Yeah. But when we are gambling on these mm-hmm. these one in uh, 1.5 million individual opportunities, when education and skill and training has a success rate of 75, 80%, right. you are opting for something that has less a 0.0002 two percent chance 
over something that has a 75 to 80% chance. And it is honestly because of our value system, which you're talking about in terms of valuing Mm -hmm. the applause of many and the notoriety out there (laughs) is more important than the stability and health of just having, we've undervalued what it means to just have a good life. Mm Just a good life yeah. where you've got people happy. you love, yep. you can take care of yourself, mm. you can put away some for your family, each generation mm-hmm. gets better, you look forward to seeing each other. We do not celebrate just having a good life mm-hmm. anymore. Now, if it's not fame, mm-hmm. if you don't have 10 million likes, mm-hmm. if yeah. you don't have 50 million followers, mm-hmm. if people aren't chasing you down in the street with cameras, mm-hmm. and mind you, all of those people who are living those very big lives, many of them, the young ones, they're dying young. Yeah. Come on. That's yes, almost all of oh, them are dying the right young. There. Yes, they are. Because you've gotten things that you don't have the substance to be able to handle. Right. You don't have the capacity. You don't have the capacity right. for it. So you're literally, you're famous for things. And the minute that the people aren't screaming your name, mm, the minute that you find out that your friends are not really your friends, mm-hmm. they're just with you for the ride while you can do things for them. Mm-hmm. That, that fundamental human thing in all of us to want to be seen and known and loved, that thing that's in all of us, it always ends up showing up that it isn't present in those other spaces. And throw this on there the stress of trying to maintain what you believe you created. Absolutely, because you became your own God in this process. And And because you're so flawed, you can't keep it. Put on top of that, the algorithm that keeps the the economist, the lawyer, yep. the doctor, or the the tangible careers. Yep. Like like if you go to NASA and you see like NASA's a small city, mm-hmm. it takes all kinds of jobs to have NASA right here. Yep. NASA Langley yep. Run. Yep. So so kids never know about those jobs or the many jobs that it takes to have a hospital run. Like kids mm-hmm. don't know about that. But the algorithm will keep those damaged people yep. and their torment yep. right in front of them the all day long. Yep. And so here's the challenge um can our kids do we name successful black people who are not athletes or entertainers right Right. because here's what they see nba contracts now are for the elite players are approaching 300 million dollars beyonce just finished her tour and she grossed 594 million dollars the largest ever by an african by a female when, when you're in the hood and you see that, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at numbers of salaries mm-hmm. and how much people make, and even the average salary in the NBA now is about $8 million, mm-hmm. right? So even if I'm on the bench, right. Doing nothing. I'm even getting $8 I'm a, million. Even if I'm in the NBA, it's still the 1%. <laughs> but, but, but hold on, Tom. So when Aria talks about being exceptional, right, at what you do, if I'm looking at my kid and, and I think he can be exceptional or she can be exceptional, I'm a ride that. Can I tell you something about that? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? The flaw point in that. Mm-hmm. If you want your kid to be exceptional, you be exceptional. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Because you should be your kid's first mentor. You should. Your their first example mm-hmm. of excellence. Their first example of morality. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I know I'm dropping the mic. But let me also say, I'm dropping. But let me also say, what? You're right. Yeah. However, it's not just the hood people, man. No, I'm talking about everybody. You're right. No, I'm not talking about the hood people. I'm, I'm talking, talking about everybody. When it comes to expenses. Yes. Right. So you even have middle class mm-hmm. that are, and you about to see this, that are looking at college education, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. can't afford it. Right. Yeah. Right. You're looking at a private school, fifty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. They can't afford that, right? But you can afford a certification. You, you can. You can absolutely you get can. your A plus you certification. Can, right? so, so this your is I, your cloud certification, correct. your your security certifications, and all of those jobs are six figures. So if and I you know, don't have to go to college, but if that. I know I've been living a lifestyle, right? Like you said, the selfish lifestyle has been about me, and now right. I got a kid, and now, right. now my kid's in high school. And now I'm saying, uh oh, right. if they want to go to college. I ain't got it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now we got a problem here, right? And this is where, you know, the financial issues come now because the only way for my child to go to school is that I'm going to have to pay. The mm-hmm. child's got to pay for it. Now that by the time the child get out of school, they 200 in the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I know so that. you got I a cycle know, going on here. I know that student here. loan thing. Um, <laughs> but that's, I, mean, I, I, I guess... See, but community I, I, I college is not that expensive. I myself as being this 
it's this exception to the rule. I really never thought of myself as being an you exception to. to the rule. I don't because what I did, anyone can do. Mm-hmm. That's why I do so much motivational speaking because what I did, what my mom did, anyone can do. Stop. That's it. What your mom did for you. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But she positioned me, first yeah. of all, by dealing with my thinking. But that's mm-hmm. the point, Todd, mm-hmm. of this whole yeah. show. Your mom made you do things that that perhaps you wouldn't have done if you were yeah. in another household. Oh, absolutely. So, so this, what about these the other example? kids? That's but the other she kids. what you were talking so about. So other kids don't have a mom like you had, bro. That's why you're the exception. Back, well, let's go back to what I was saying before. These parents are trifling. <laughs> because I keep saying, come on. Because why are you pushing your kid to try to be the next LeBron when you can just, as Marcia said, just show up in school every day? If school is important to you, yep, it'll yeah. be important guess to your what? Kid. It will be important to them. Yep. My kid is a straight A student. You know why? Because I stay on that kid on a regular basis about being his best, not making straight A's, right. just doing your, your best. best. Mm-hmm. If you got, he got a, a, a I, I don't want to put his grade out there, but it was a bad grade <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago. It, it wasn't a passing grade. Mm-hmm. And he was really upset because he thought I was going to be upset about him about a bad grade because he knows how I am about school. And I, I looked at him, I said, did you do your best? And he said, yeah, I did my best. I said, okay. And I kept on eating. But his and it shocked him because he thought it was about the grade. Right. No, it's, it was about the yep, effort. Your effort. It was about yep. the work ethic. Yep. As yep. long as you are putting in a good work ethic, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to teach you the result. I'm because tra- the results will come. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach you the work ethic, the mindset. <laughs> yes. You are proving his point. Now. You are. <laughs> oh, I know. Because because here it is time. Where people, I think a lot of parents struggle is when I put my kid in sports, right? And I see that they average 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. That can lead to to a financial scholarship. Uh, that can lead to a scholarship, right? It may not be that parents understand how my kid makes straight A's. How does that translate into some relief for me financially? Mm-hmm. Because they don't, because most parents don't understand how academic scholarships work. Yeah. I know how an athletic scholarship works, right. but I don't know how an academic scholarship works. So even if you tell me to go to school every day and make straight A's, that don't mean that when it comes time for my kid to go to college, that they're going to get a, a rash sure like yeah. athletics does. It sure yeah. does. That's why parents are pushing for athletics because I can see how my kid can get a scholarship. But if, if you look at the competitiveness about some of these schools, and then some, yes. of, the, some of this is going to have to, like, they're going to have to learn because when affirmative racial affirmative action fail, well, there's just going to be even more competition for merit-based scholarships Yes, in these areas. So the, the percentages of athletic scholarships and academic scholarships are going to start looking alike. <laughs> so yes. whatever they understand about that. But I think... I think what I've been trying to think about, okay, is like, I don't have kids. What can I do? And and I keep going back to exposing our students to all of the possibilities. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yes. you know, when I walk into a room and they're like, oh, we thought a delegate was coming. And like, oh, you can, you can be a delegate like that? You can look like that? You can dress like that? You can talk like that? Or, you know, during the the summer programs that we have, and I think a lot of schools are starting to do this as well with the academies and things that are coming on. They get to meet people that look exactly like them doing fun, interesting jobs that make good money. Now, I I don't know what to do to help somebody understand that three million is not going to be your lifetime. (laughs) It's just not. It's just not. But if you got that good 160,000, like, do you understand how that is different from what you are experiencing right now? And like at one hundred sixty thousand, and you know, I don't know what it's gonna look like with the housing crisis right. and all. But you know, inevitably at some point, you know, there's an amount of money where you can afford all of your bills, you can afford a nice home, you can afford that good life that yep. you were talking about. Yep. And oh, by the way, you can be in you know astrophysics, like you know yep. these words that these yep. children may never have heard. And so when I was talking to people at like Jefferson Lab, which is right here in Newport News, that is 
just got a, a contract to expand yes. and to go into AI. Yes. yes. Like, like there are these things that are happening within science that right here in Newport News, yeah. right, we'll be hiring in, let's say, five to ten years. So you, like, let's go into the elementary schools and start telling them, guess what? Did STEM you know that programs. this is what STEM programs yep. and all of these things that are right here in Newport News? But then it's like, I get back to your point. I go to the summer program. We spend three, four weeks talking about what they can be, and then they go back home. They got to go back home. Yep. And the parent is like, well, don't forget to run your laps because you got to be good on the mm -hmm. field. So <laughs> I, I want to get back to the point you made. It comes back down to the motivation. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Because if you're living this selfish lifestyle and then all of a sudden you, your kid got to go to school or college or whatever, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, the kid got to take out $200,000. Well, how about this? Don't go drive that Benz. Mm -hmm. Come on, don't go drive that Escalade. Go, go, go drive something differently so that that kid, you can help that kid be positioned for whatever career they may want to do. That now, ain't the mindset of black people. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, listen, that's the point. Listen, but that's that the, sound good? No, but that, that's, that's not the, the mindset. Point, but that's the point, that's the point that's the I'm point. making. Yeah. And we, we can't always cry racism when mm. we won't do our own part in our home to help position our kids. We cannot set our kids up to fail, and we cannot set our kids up to be vulnerable to more institutionalized racism because it is out there. We have to position them to be able to overcome those things by being better, twice as good, by being able to have certain traits or skill sets or whatever they need to be able to compete. You are have, you're going to have to compete. That's just the world we live in. And for somebody to tell their kid that they got to run a bunch of laps because you're looking for them to be your 401k plan, you need to be taken outside and shaking mm -hmm. and kicked. <laughs> but, but Ton, again, uh, I go back. Or go mentored. <laughs> There is that. No, I want to shake. No, I want to shake the king first, and then you can mentor them. I shake them, you mentor them. So that's I just don't understand that mindset. I never understood that. mindset. Take your program. Okay. You do JCAP program in the summer. You got all these kids, right? I do. Right, but unless the parents of those kids back up what you are reinforcing, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hole in the bucket. They can't even get in my program unless the kids uh, unless the parents are cooperative and a part of the program because I come along to partner with the parent. I don't come along to parent that kid. Mm -hmm. That's your job. You laid down and screwed whoever you screwed to get that kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it too so, so Tom, I'm just saying, I'm there to help you. Tom, do your part. And that's a, the exact mindset that some parents feel with a coach. Nah. I come alongside nah. you nah. to work with you <laughs> nah. to make my kid nah. uh, a star. No. Nah. I'm just telling you, that's, a, that's the mindset, But you man. can do that on your own time. <clears throat> like, I yeah. have no problem with a parent a building or having some type of um, net outside their house or apartment complex or wherever they live and they're shooting hoops with their kids or they're they're Absolutely. practicing Absolutely. the three-point shot because yep. of Steph Curry yep. now or they're practicing mm -hmm. free throws because of Shaquille could, could keep one if he tried. But nonetheless, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. That's partnering with the coach. But if you signed your, your kid up for this program, you should let the coach coach your kid. Otherwise, choose another program that you're satisfied with the coaching staff and act like a parent and don't act like someone who's trying to pimp your kid. Because that's what it comes down to. That's, are, that that is what it is. That's what that 401k kids. is. We agree. <laughs> We're pimping you, our, listen, why are you pimping your kids? Because of the reasons Alvian described. That should be I, that's what society has done to most of us. But that's, and that's but, the but, example but that you why, see. But why would you do it if you don't like it done to you? That's the point. That's why I'm like, at some point, we got to grow up. We got to heal. Mm -hmm. We got to stop operating through our unaddressed traumas and doing to our kids what someone may have done to us. Yeah. At some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I a pimp? Do I need to go out there and get me a hat like Huggy Man? Because I'm pimping my kids. The fish in the shoe. I'm just saying. I'm pimping my kids. But, but no, but in all seriousness, a lot of these parents are 
are being pimped by corporations sure. by all of their jobs, right? So, but, but my, I guess, I guess more along the same, right? The question would be, how do you come up with the changes you need to make if you've never seen them? That's the issue. That is the issue. Because, Tom, let me explain something. Because you got a, you had a mama, that you right had there. all of these kinds you of had things. It. You had so you it. can't use your example and, for this and, one. And Why? let me take Why? it a step Why? further. Because they don't. Let me take you a step further. Even if your mother didn't have it, she had enough sense to know what she did not have. You know why? And, and to push you into you know place. Why? why? Because she got around them church mamas. I knew that was coming. I knew that's what we were going to say. Y'all, I, I feel knew like that was She got around them church mamas. Y'all know them church mamas don't play. She got around them church mamas, y'all. And them church mamas said, come here, baby. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do that. Baby, you smart. You need to go back to school. You need to get off welfare. And you need to go back to school to get your degree because you're smart. And she broke it down to them. She went and got a job. She worked during the day. She went to school at night. And here's the thing. I ain't ever got an issue with public assistance. Yeah, what I have nope. an issue with is people taking advantage of public yeah, assistance. Because, because we, it's a temporary it's, fix. It's a bridge. It's not a destination. It's a bridge. You're just supposed to be passing you go. through. So I ain't got no problem with that because you know, I, 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 I was on it. As a kid. I, I was, was on, on it. As a kid. And people so, need so, it. Right? Yeah. So no, that ain't the thing I'm saying. What I'm yeah. saying is yeah. don't Stay there. No, I got yep. you. That's what I I'm saying. You. you don't have to stay there. If I, I don't agree. know anything else, where am I going? Okay. What else am I going to do? Then you talk about how what when you am guys, I going to be? Then you say that you guys always are trying to have these programs and you offer these resources, and a lot of times people won't even come. Correct. Because they it's not something that's attracted to them, mm -hmm. or they feel like maybe there's a stigma connected mm -hmm. to it. But my thing is this. How desperate do you want to be successful? How desperate is it that you want your kids to be successful? Many of us will give our left arm for our children to have a better life than we had. Not and all so of us. Well, that's the Some point. But well, that's the problem. That's Some the problem. Shoot. That's the spirit that's of selfishness that we're talking about. That's the spirit about. of selfishness because right there. Because I deal with parents who are threatened by children that are more successful yep. oh, than crazy. them. Yeah. Oh, and crazy. I have seen it many, that many times. That's crazy. And so much so that I have watched mothers be jealous of more attractive daughters. Yep. I have Absolutely. watched mothers have issues with, you know, daughters who they're choosing different kinds of men or different kinds of boys, different kinds of social circles. And the response is always, you think you better than I am. Wow. Or, or not even choosing a mate because they're because focusing on their to. career right. and didn't get pregnant as a teen and will have and these again, opportunities and get undermined you by the think parent. you better than I yep. am and it is, that that is that sickness sad. for us that is, is sad is, no is you know what it's called absolutely dysfunctional it's generational trauma man I mean yeah. that's no, what this is Ty yeah. Yeah. if I was broken and I don't see better and mm -hmm. I don't know better mm -hmm. but you think I'm gonna pass on to my kids but man. it's fine but at some point don't you wanna know better you the would hope is, you would hope you, you would know my question too right mm -hmm. as we as we discuss generational traumas as we discuss um you know i think when we talk about mental health and all mm -hmm. that like statistically people with actual mental health diagnoses are three times more likely to be to killed be by a of, firearm yeah, than to use exactly a firearm right, right? That is exactly so like right. they're looking at all of this i do have a question for you where 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 does like just the straight up existence of evil exist in this conversation too, right? And so like you have this guy who did this thing, and we can come up with all of these like you know reasons or whatever. But some some folks just got evil in them, right? No question about and it. And yep. so so how do the people listening and watching like we expose these generational traumas? How do we fix it? Right. And and how do I like is is it more of the exposure to different things? Is it more of those that had good lives getting into the, you know, into the trenches and working with folks? What does that look like in the church or, you know, for what we could be doing? Well, if you're asking me, I think it's a multi-layered the answer. That's why it hasn't been solved yet, right? Mm -hmm. The root of it, I'm putting my pastor hat on now. Okay. The root of it is spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It's the heart, it's the heart of man, mm -hmm. right? That I would think. That in order for me to solve the problem of my kid not getting playing time, the answer is I got to shoot you. That's mm -hmm. a heart right. issue. Right. Yeah. right. Right. Now, beyond that, there are some other issues 
systems and structures mm -hmm. that perpetuate how we treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. But I would tell you, this issue is not new. Right. Right. If you go to, if you talk to referees, if you talk to coaches, if you talk to teachers, mm -hmm. if you talk to principals, they all say the same thing. Mm -hmm. The parents kids are aren't the issue. Right. right. Parents it's the parents. It's the parents. Mm -hmm. yep. I've been yeah. telling you that. It's yeah. the parents. And so mm -hmm. when you try to offer resources to parents, mm -hmm. they don't show up. Right. Because they feel like I'd be embarrassed or ashamed to take advantage of the resources to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have some parents who are quietly struggling, mm -hmm. who want help. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to interact with the school system, for example. Right. They don't know right. how to engage. Right. Yeah. So the answer is multi-layered. But it is. And, and as a matter of fact, I, you guys have heard my story before, but the reason I became a small business owner was because of that very reason. Mm -hmm. I was a school counselor. I went to school to get my degree. My bachelor's is in psych. My master's is in school counseling. It, technically, it's an M M MED, but so a master's in education with a focus on school mm -hmm. counseling and psychology. And I was planning to live my life as a guidance counselor. But being in the schools, trying to help heal children and send them home to broken adults was the most frustrating experience mm -hmm. ever. So to your question about like, what do we have to do? The answer is those of us who have means, we're going to have to get our hands dirty. Yeah. Because what... I watched work was after I left the school system because it would have been illegal for me to do so as a school counselor. But after I left the school system, some of you know the story, I actually brought into my home to help raise two of my students because their home was so unstable it gave them an opportunity to see a different reality. Yeah. That is a level of dirty hands that most people aren't willing to do. We like to do, mm -hmm. uh, you know, address it and point it out from a distance, but right. we don't want to do it up close. Right. So, like, it it changed our world because to this day, these now these individuals are now adults themselves. They are now in their thirties. They were only ten years younger than me at the mm -hmm. time, but. Matt and I were in our Matt and I at the time were in our 20s our late 20s and they were teens and but they needed stability mm -hmm. and we were fortunate enough to have stability because of education mm -hmm. so we were able to do things and when they see something different when you allow for exposures that are different yeah. it changes what is normal and if you'll even hear people tell stories who are super super poor who will say, I didn't even know I was poor. Mm -hmm. And the reason they didn't know they were poor is because everybody they knew was poor like them. Mm -hmm. So that just seemed like this is what life looks like mm -hmm. until you see that there's something else. There was an interview that was done with Jay-Z forever ago, and he talks about the first time he realized that there could be more in his life is when he went on a school field trip, and in that school field trip, he went to one of his teacher's houses, and she had a water and ice maker in her door of refrigerator. He didn't even know that existed. Yeah. But because you show children that something else exists, the way a child's mind works is it expands it. The same thing is true when you show them that trauma exists. Yeah. It opens up their mind to something that they should not have known before. What we're going to be seeing after what's happening in Israel and Gaza the Jesus. amount of trauma that these children are have seen and been exposed to, we are going to have a whole international generation of folks yeah. that view the world in ways that we can't even fathom because of what it is that they watched at mass yeah. as children. But we keep acting like that you can expose both positive and negative people to things and not be impacted by them. Yeah. You are going to be impacted by them. The question is, which impact do you want to have? Right. Do do we want it to be positive yep. or are we willing for it to be negative because we rather maintain our comforts than actually make a difference. But to the point you brought those kids in, it wasn't just stability. This goes back to my spirit hat. You also showed them love. Oh, yeah. Right. If you and can, took them to church. you can yeah. be poor <laughs> and still be in a household of love, yeah. which is what you had. And you can right? take them to church. It's but free. when you it's don't free. have <laughs> love free. and you are poor mm -hmm. and you don't let me in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To see all, because that's a whole other show we've done, you know, the secrets that we keep in our families. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to stand that, man? How can you survive that? And that's that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it layered down. Mm -hmm. And and so, 
Um, unfortunately, man, I've heard a lot of stories of, of parents going after referees, parents mm-hmm. going after coach. I mean, it's just, and that's going to continue because that's just where we are. But because great, we have to change. We got to change. Yep. We got to change. We're out of time, y'all. This has been another show <laughs> on the crew. <laughs> Leave your comments for us on YouTube or Facebook, wherever it is that you watch the show. Uh, and again, I want a T-shirt too. Wherever it is, make T-shirts. I want like to, you gifts. know what I'm saying? Don't just be don't, giving Shank Man a gift. Don't hate on the brother over here. I keep it real, and the people love it. So just don't hate on it. Yeah. Don't hate on it. We out of time. Until next time, be blessed to be a blessing to someone else. Peace. Okay, I hope you loved it as much as we did. Thank you for joining us for another fire show for the crew. Listen, you can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and any streaming platform that you're using for your podcast. Share with a friend, expand the family. Listen, we're trying to do this thing with all of you as often as we possibly can. We're looking forward to you joining us again for our next show.